I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Uncover Your Magic. To all of you who are my long, long, long lasting listeners who listen to me every Tuesday or every week, I am so grateful. The downloads are mind-blowing to me to know that at the beginning, you know, two and a half years ago, I never dreamed of uh, seeing downloads like I do now. So thank you. And thank you for the reviews and all the sweet messages. And it just means so much to me. And, you know, this podcast has brought me so many gifts beyond meeting the people that I have met along this journey interviewing. But, you know, it's open friendships that have connected to me, you know, through, you know, even high school friends and friends that I hadn't seen for years. I'm reconnected through this podcast. So, so super grateful. Today is a different episode. I decided I was going to bring my girls on. As I record this in real time, it is our last day of summer. And uh, Paige starts school tomorrow. Presley starts school on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, as a mom, and I know you know how much I cherish these days, you know, every day is a gift. And when you have children, you know that it goes by fast. And it seems like it goes back by faster each and every year. And Paige is going to be a junior and Presley is going into eighth grade. And, uh, you know, we had a beautiful summer. We ended our last week in Paris together. And, you know, I look back at that time and we hadn't shared a European trip. Richard had never been. And I went when I was like in my 20s with my dad. And so I had, I had been to Paris, but hadn't experienced it through the eyes of my family. And uh, see, I get like kind of, uh, I don't know, emotional because it's just so special to have that time together. Anyway, so, you know, when you realize the how fast childhood goes and, uh, you know, as a mom, I mentioned so many times how I started the motherhood journey later in my life. And, you know, starting a family at 37 years old, you know, I just married Richard when I was 36. (laughs) So it was kind of a fast track. You know, it it puts a different perspective on, you know, I was a grown woman. I had experience. I'd done so many things in my life that I was so ready to embark upon this journey of being a mom. And the intentional part of the mom that I really wanted to be kind of came recently when I saw the girls as teenagers, I saw the fruit of my labor, the intentional parenting along the way. And you know how I brought my podcast into a class teaching the raising confidence. You know, I started that in the pandemic when the girls went into quarantine, 
and to see the differences in these kids and what they were lacking. You know, the parents didn't know the personal development, maybe got married and started their family earlier in life or just never was, you know, open to, you know, the books that I was or the podcast now or, you know, going to Tony Robbins seminars, Abraham Hicks, PSI, all those things that I did really opened my eyes to know that if I was a teenager or if I learned what I knew as an adult, as a teenager, my life would have been so different, but we know everything's perfect. So it was exactly how it was supposed to be. But when I set out to be a mom, that is what was my intention was to give these tools to these girls. So starting in the morning, since they were little, when they could write, we always bought gratitude journals and the perfect pen. And we would sit in the car and write, and do our prayers and our affirmations. And, you know, it's been what? Paige is going into 11th grade. Like we've done that since she was in kindergarten, maybe even in at Hannah Fenichel in preschool. But, you know, it's just been, now it's a muscle in our family. And I wanted to bring the girls on today and talk about that and talk about the difference that they feel you know, going into school and, you know, talking to different people, you know, having relationships and friendships and what that feels like. You know, they've done pageants since they were eight years old and what that has brought them. But I think what, why I wanted this episode to be a little bit more intimate, I haven't done a solo in so long. And I felt like, you know, after a summer, just enjoying the family and, you know, seeing the girls really up close every single day and seeing the, really, I always say fruit of my labor, but I am proud of their choices, you know, their core values they know. And it's all from being intentional parenting. And so when I am now bringing, um, I started the magic path for parents and adults. And, you know, it's now I'm starting one September 12th. And I have two free master classes, one August 22nd, at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then I have another one, August 26th at noon Pacific Standard Time. You can come learn everything for free. It's free. And then I'm going to start my eight-week journey with raising confidence for kids. I already have people signed up for the 2.0. I have graduating kids that the parents realize how important it was. And they saw the difference in their kids. And they saw why you know, having these mindset tools shifted their families. And then the parents join the magic path. And then they have this family unit that is on a different vibration and realizes how important a morning routine is and how vital starting a day with high vibration is. So I just finished a family this summer, a family of four in Atlanta, who I absolutely adore and love. And, you know, watching a parent, two parents do the magic path together who were in ready for a divorce, struggling with, you know, all these things that they kept playing from the past and weren't true, but just kept doing this, bringing the past up and then finally realized that all we have is right now, living in the moment, being in love, knowing everything's perfect. We're all on our own journey. All of a sudden it shifted. And I saw this couple start to love again, start to realize the gifts within each other. And that once you realize that self-love is so vital to loving yourself is number one thing you need to have within you. And then all of a sudden your life, the family shifted, 
the kids would get on their Zoom calls with me and say, my mom and dad haven't fought. They're, our life in, in the morning is different. We're happy. But when you see it in an entire family, like my family, because this is all we've done our whole life of their childhood, it's just amazing. And I wish this upon every family. So join me in August or just sign up for the class starting September 12th. Do it before it gets full. I don't take many. It's very one-on-one and personal. So my time is limited and I just go on this journey with me. I have a so many testimonials on my website, ashleygonner.com or email me if you have any questions. But today I just want to share with you the beautiful gifts that I have have in my life, my two precious children. And I want you to meet them. I want you to hear their takeaways in their life so far. You know, Presley's 13 and we have five years left and only two years left with Paige until they venture off into what, who knows what they're going to find in their life to excite them. And, you know, I try to do that every day now with them. We talk about passions and what we love and you know, so as a parent to like start their minds thinking of, you know, what, what do you love? You know, what could you do with that? And find passion, live your life with love and, you know, certainty and clarity. Don't go out like I did. And, you know, I always say I was just lost. (laughs) I had so many jobs. I didn't, I had so many majors in college. I didn't know what to do because I didn't have that person or I didn't know how to find clarity and how to find a passion. And now at 53, I have my passion. (laughs) I raised my children and now I want to help other children do what they did and get to where they are right now. And even a relationship with Richard, like that too is amazing to see the growth. And when we realize that we are in charge of our own love, we are in charge of our own self-love. And if anything, everything is a mirror. So when you realize that in your life, if anything's triggering you, it's in you. To see that and just realize that nothing in him could trigger me because if it did, it would be in me. So as a family, do the magic path and raising confidence together and see the magic in your life start to unfold every day because that is how it should be. I'm all about finding the magic, believing that, you know, we have this one life, make it the most magical life ever. And if you can do that with your children early. I promise you, you will, as they leave your house, you will have that feeling of such certainty that they will make the right choices. They will find the right friends to be around. They will be a difference maker. They will add to their community. All the things that I feel are so important these days, especially. And to know what these kids went through in this COVID time, this is a different generation. They experienced something we never did as a kid. You know, the technology is different. We never had that. So we don't know the repercussions of what they went through. I mean, I've I've seen this, talk to friends that have had the depression, the suicide, the all these things. And, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just want to help these kids so much see the light, the love. You know, they're so powerful that they can be, do, or have anything. So I will... Can I will finish up my intro, but I will bring on these girls. We have a surprise guest at the end, and I know you will love it. And uh, I will keep you on the seat of your pants so you stay through the 
the girls' interviews. But thank you again for always showing up, listening, uh, making this podcast just so much fun for me. And it lights my heart every week to know who I get to talk to, every guest that I get to share with you, and I get excited. So it is my passion, just as much as it has been raising my family and, you know, being present every day is key. So without further ado, please welcome my little 13-year-old daughter, Presley Goddard. Welcome, honey. Hi. <laughs> welcome. Last day of summer. Yep. What was your favorite part of summer? Probably going to Paris was really fun and getting to do my pageant in January. In January? Oh, wait, in June. <laughs> in June. Tell right. us, why don't you talk about that? Let's talk about your pageant, yeah. why you do them and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so the last pageant I did was in June. It was called Miss Junior High School America. And we, it was, it was in Little Rock, Arkansas, which was very interesting, but it was overall a really good experience. I got to go ziplining and mining one day. And I think that it would, if you were thinking about doing it, it would be really fun. And pageants in general, I think are really good for you because you can learn so many skills like interview and walking on stage, public speaking. I think that that's super important for your whole life. Right. And talk about the interview process. Like you've been doing this since you were eight years old. And I remember you when you were little with this little interview outfit on going into interview and just like, mom, I got it. So the reason that your dad and I love the pageant is for the interview and for the, the like the spokes model, the speaking and the confidence. It's given you so much confidence. But talk about that. Like if if someone under, doesn't understand and I think pageants have a, you know, this you either think it's like t- toddlers and tiaras or you realize it like we do of the value and the people that we've met. But explain the value of like interview and the spokes model and what you, why do you think it's so valuable? I think it's so valuable because if let's say you wanted to get into a good college, you have to interview for it. You have to interview for a job. And I think that that's just super important to have those skills, to be able to speak and have eye contact with one person. That's just so amazing and so good for someone like my age. Right. So let's go into your age. 13 years old, going into eighth grade. We're going to end our our journey at Horizon Prep. Talk about like friends and, you know, how how has that been? Because as a mom, you know, I've been the mama bear at certain times. And then the last couple of years of me and my spiritual growth, learning that this is your journey and you do need to learn these things and to to empower you to realize that these kids in your life, if you name them bullies or you know, mean girls or whatever, it's all for your benefit. And it's all to, to learn that it's like I've said in the intro, like everything in you is a mirror, a reflection of what's going on outside of you. So to teach you this as a, you know, little girl coming into now being 13, eighth grade, tough years of middle school. I mean, my middle school wasn't as tough. We didn't have social media, but we had different things. But explain to everybody, like, what do you see as 
your strengths and why you can get overcome things or how do you overcome the bullies or the mean girls? What do you do that you've learned in your childhood that have helped you that you know that you're going to have those tools in eighth grade? What is that certainty? Middle school has been so hard for me, especially because like mean girls and stuff like mom's saying. And so I think that overcoming it is just thinking that they're on their own journey, like mom always says, and that you just have to realize that there's something going on in their life that they're trying to put it on you. And so mom always helps us like with our morning routine, like being grateful for what we have and just to respond with kindness to whatever anyone says. Right. And it, you know, it's like so hard as a, when I, if I was like a a fly on the wall watching and I know how those girls are, I know how girls can be, but for like a parent listening to this, like when your child comes home and gets in the car and is upset or, you know, something's happening, really turn it around. And like, I always say, what's my best words of wisdom? Okay. There's a few. Okay. So. Everyone's on their own journey. Right. um, Everything is happening for you, not to you. It can be, do, or have anything. There you go. Those are my three top. (laughs) But when you realize that as a parent, everything is happening for you, for your kids, turn it around so they get that it's a lesson. It's not to be the victim. And to not be the victim in life is just to learn that at 13 that'll set you free. You don't have to be the victim. So talk about, what do you want to talk about, about things that you've done? And is there examples that you've been able to do to overcome anything that's happened in like being a teenager? With mean girls, I think that, like I said, you just have to be kind to everyone and try to not get involved with like all the drama at school And for just in general, I think that mom has really helped me with my morning routine and getting to say like positive affirmations and writing in our gratitude journals. Right. Explain, you know, like when we wake up in the morning, you know, what is our house like? I always say, you know, if when I start my day, you start it as high as you can, get your vibration high, right? And then everyone else will come to that level right? Like if you never come down in a bad mood, because you know, I'm in the best mood ever. Like you got to be happy, right? Yes. (laughs) Why is that important? Um, That is important because other people, if you want to be around positive people, you have to be positive because like attracts like, if you're around negative people, then you will become negative and everything in your life will just be so bad. But if you attract yourself around positive people, then everything in your life will be good. Right. Like dad always says, hang out with the eagles. Don't hang out with the crows, right? (laughs) He likes to say that. Mm -hmm. But you are the sum of the friends you hang out with. You are that. If they're all going to be negative, then that's that's who you're going to be, right? Yeah. It's okay if they're going to be that. You just send them love and let them be negative. Yes. But if you're positive and happy and loving, you'll attract, it's like a fly, uh, whatever trap. You're going to get all those people that are that. And to show, you know, to show how powerful your vibration is. And you'll see that on Tuesday when you go back to school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So tell us more, like what, what is something like when you think of setting intentions in your life or thinking of what, you know, we talk about having passions and trying to things that you love, you know, at this age, like, what do you love and what are you doing to, do you visualize it? Do you make vision boards? We do that once a year, but what do you do to create and manifest things in your life? Um, vision boards is a huge part of our life. We love to host vision board parties at the end of the year and invite our friends. And also mom, like last year has taught us about scripting. So that is also a huge thing that will help you a lot, which is you write down what is going to happen in your day. Like today I'm going to have a productive day. I'm going to clean my room. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take action towards this goal and it will help you a lot stay on track for your day and set intentions for your whole day. Right. So when you script, you're saying like we do that in the car. I say like we I got to school and they came up and hugged me and then I went into Spanish class and she told me I got an A in my test and you're setting all the days events and you could say, oh, I won the lottery. I don't, you know, you could bring all those little things in. Oh, someone gave me the student of the month. Mm-hmm. You just start adding things to your day. So that's raising your vibration. Now your reticular activating system is looking for all of that stuff. Talk about the reticular activating system game that we play. Okay. So we've been doing this for a while. So basically in the car before school or before you get in the car, you say like, today I'm going to find someone wearing like a camo shirt or sparkly shoes or something like that. It's like kind of detailed. And it will be when we get back in the car, then we say like, I found it. Or like after like the day before it ends, we'll like find it. Not even if it's not at school. And it's just a really fun game that mom lets us play. But it teaches you what? Why do you think, what is my intention of doing that game? Law of attraction. Right. Well, it's showing you that once you put your mind to something, like my white Range Rover, for an example, right? We get in the car. You said, mom, I want you to get a white Range Rover. Had we ever seen a white Range Rover? I don't know. We didn't know because we didn't have it in our mind. Mm -hmm. So once we set that intention, all of a sudden we saw white Range Rovers it was like the whole entire freeway had white Range Rovers. Yes. So it's shown it's a reticular activating system that when we play that game and why I want to teach that and I teach that to my raising confidence kids is when you see, when you realize that it's all there, you have to look up first, get off your phone, mm-hmm. <laughs> look up and see that that's how magical, that's how powerful you are. There's no limits to life, right? You can be, do, or have anything, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Tell me like highlights of Paris, like before I bring your sister on. Why do you think going to Europe at 13 and pages 16 as a family, what was that about? Like, what did you get from that? It was an amazing experience because like not a lot of people get to go when they're this young. And it was so cool. We got to see like all like the touristy stuff and go to super cool restaurants that the guy at the hotel recommended for us. And it was so fun getting to have family time and just like the little memories that we have, like me breaking mom's flip flop 
on the first day (laughs) and just little things like that that makes like the memories so good yeah so good I love that so special Mm -hmm. any last words of wisdom from the Presley from the little Presley girl that I love so much if you're going to get anything from mom if you're going to learn anything from Ashley Goner I would say everyone's on their own journey you can be or have anything that you want in life and what was the other one? Everything's always working Everything's for you. always working for you, not to you. I think that those are the three keys that you need to have in life. And I am so grateful that mom has taught me that ever since I can remember because that has helped me so much in my life. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for being the first, your first appearance on Uncover the Magic. Yes. And good you. luck for your eighth grade year. Thank you. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Love you. Love you too. Please welcome my 16-year-old Paige to the show. Welcome, honey. Hi, Mom. (laughs) I wanted to bring you both on just so everyone could meet you. We're coming into our last day of summer is today, and we're starting Mm -hmm. school tomorrow, and you're going to be a junior. And I remember when I was a junior. So to have you be a junior is makes me realize how fast, even more fast how life goes, right? So I wanted to bring you on and just have a conversation. And, you know, Presley and I talked about, you know, her pageant stuff and what she's learned as a child of mine and dad's. But how would you describe your childhood? What would you, like as a 16-year-old, like if you had to tell me, like, this is how my childhood was, mom. I'm really grateful for how my childhood was. My mom taught me when I was really young just how to have a positive mindset. And I learned how that with the power of positivity, you can be, do, or have anything you want and that everything's always working for you and not to you. And I'm so grateful that I got to learn these things as a little girl because growing up and going through school and having been bullied and I've realized that it's about the person that's bullying me. It's their situation that's going on with themselves and not mine. So I have to learn how to live on my own life and realize that it's their journey and not mine. And so like when talk about things that we do that you've done ever since you were little that you believe may has have made a difference, like certain tools, like give examples of things that you do. Every single morning on the way to school, we write in our gratitude journal. It is something where we write three things we're grateful for, one goal for the day, and then a prayer for someone. And I think that's really important to do, to set gratitude every single day, because it's very important to stay grateful for something, stay grateful for your life, because it can be taken away in a second. And also I do positive affirmations in the morning in my morning prayer with my mom and my sister before school. And I think it's very important to say these things in the morning, like I am healthy, I am strong, I am capable to do anything I can, anything I want. And I know that it's important to say that because when we don't say it, we go to school and then we're like, we feel like something's different. And my mom texts us, oh my gosh, we forgot to say it. And you can just tell that something's off. Right. I mean, I always talk about vibration, right? Like when you wake up, it raises your vibration. All that stuff raises your vibration. But living in a family that's so aware of vibration that you've been in 
growing up, you know, dad has evolved into that too and realizes how important getting up and, you know, doing your, your, all the things that we do, the gratitude and affirmations and having that as a family, right? What has been one of your like moments that you can remember that you felt like, oh my gosh, this something happened bad that you really had to search for those tools to get back to the vibration. Like, do you remember a time where it was a low and you're like, okay, this is, I've learned how to get out of this. What would you say? I actually had surgery on my stomach when I was in fourth grade and it was a very low point. And me and my mom and my dad and my sister were all trying to figure out why God is putting us through this. And it was really a test for us to really trust in God. And it was really important for us to use all the tools that we've learned, like how to say positive affirmations, how to think positive and look on the brighter side. And after this, that happened. I'm so grateful that it did because it really taught me to believe in miracles. Right. That was a miracle. And as a mom, that was just nothing that I would ever want to repeat or wish upon anyone, but we did come out of it as a miracle. And, you know, I think back as a parent during that time, that was where I had to go deep into my belief and my faith and, you know, realizing how important faith is. And, you know, you guys went to Horizon and learned, you know, we're taught the Bible and all the important things that I believe that are faith. It's a faith based. Don't you believe that that's gotten you through a lot? Yeah, growing up, I have had faith in my life since I was really young and going to school at my private school since I was in first grade and having just learning about God since I was a baby has helped really structure my faith and core values and learning that like, oh, you have to have your core values in order to face tough situations and learning that faith will help you through anything. Right. So as you went you know, you finished eighth grade with, and that's where Presley's going into now. And then you went on into cathedral, you went into high school and it was COVID. Talk about like, you know, when you ended, you were halfway through eighth grade year. We didn't get to go to the East coast. You didn't get to finish your musical theater. Everything got shut down, no birthday parties. How did you handle that situation? I... It was actually really fun at the beginning, like getting to stay home. And I remember them saying, oh, we'll get a two-week break and be right back at it. And I was like, okay, this will be a fun little two-week break on Zoom. And then after that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, and then figuring out that it's not going to be two weeks. It's going to be more like two years. And it was actually a lot of fun being at home, playing Monopoly every single night with my family, playing Uno, going on walks with our dogs on the golf course. It really made it was really fun for my family to get closer and it was good to take a break out of life and take a pause and really realize what you have and to be grateful for it and that it can really be gone in a second. And I'm so, I'm really grateful for that because I now I've realized how to be grateful for things and how to never take anything for granted. Right. Did you see your friends? Did they react differently? Were they having a harder time or how do you look at that? Well, I only had like two friends in eighth grade and we would just like FaceTime every day. And I had my, my third, 14th birthday party. Uh-huh. I yeah, my you f- turned 14. I turned 14 
in um, quarantine and all my friends drove by in their cars, which was really fun. It was just a whole another way of experiencing life. Yeah, it was. And then you had to go to into high school with, you know, brand new school, you yeah. know, half on, it was kind of different, right? Yeah, it was nice actually to go into high school with going half on, half off. You have, I really had a, I looked at quarantine as something that I was grateful for and something that, that good happened and it was happening for a reason because I'm actually grateful that I got to go into high school and not just like be shoved into high school and just start full, like full blast and go into every single class and figuring out where all the buildings were. And my school is really big. So getting a, being able to be on Zoom half of the time and getting to take a break and being at home, sometimes in my pajamas on Zoom, but being able to stay home and then going to school and getting to meet friends. And the teachers are really nice and understanding and always help their students. What was one of the biggest shocks when you went into high school? What was something that was an eye-opening experience that you felt like you had this little sheltered life, right? That we did it. What was the big, oh my gosh, mom? Well, a lot of people do say that I live underneath the rock, but I'm really grateful for the rock I live underneath. And one time, my first high school football game, I went into where all going and it was at Torrey Pines. And I walk in and all these girls are wearing these inappropriate outfits. They're all vaping. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I've <laughs> seen something like that in my whole entire life. And because I've gone to my private Christian school since I was so young, I haven't, nothing has happened to me like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy that all these girls are begging for attention by doing something like wearing inappropriate outfits and doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And it's sad for me to think that, but that's why that I'm so grateful that I have such my initiative. It's called Paige's Positivity Project. Me and my sister both have it. We call it Paige and Presley's Positivity Project, where we teach others how to have a more positive mindset and teach people that they can be, do, or have anything they want. And it's really important in my positive mindset tools that you learn that you do have that you can be yourself and how to how to be okay with being yourself and not being trying to be someone else that you're not because being yourself will help you through your whole entire life and instead of being someone you're not will really help you and put you through challenging situations you know when you're in a, so you tell me you go to school and people are in the bathroom doing the vaping or whatever, and you see it at the football games and all the, you know, there's parties and you haven't gone to one because you don't, you're not a party girl is what you say. What makes you not want to do that? What, I know you say you have your core values and you have been raised by parents that have instilled that in you, but there's a lot of kids that get there that waver and think, oh, I need to be popular and do these things. Like what, give me your example or what you would say about that. Well, I've had a lot of friends that have like, either I started being friends with in the beginning of freshman year and then the parties came and one of my friends, I was friends with her for like my whole life. And we came to school. I was thinking we were going to be like best friends and I was going to have someone to be able to lean on. And I was absolutely wrong. She had very different core values than I had. And she was going to parties and doing all these things that I would absolutely never do. A lot of people said, why don't you, yeah, come to a party with me. Like, 
we can hang out. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like I, I'm not a party girl. And then they're like, oh, like we we don't have to drink. We don't have to do it. I'm like, yeah, like why, why would you do that? First of all, you're under 21. And second of all, if someone takes a picture of you of doing anything that could ruin your whole entire life. And it's very important for people to realize this because if you get a picture of someone or if someone sees you doing something, someone catches you in a video and someone posts it and goes on social media, wants us on social media and it can never be deleted. Right. Talk about social media. Cause I didn't, I wasn't raised with social media. I'm the mom that is anti phone, anti on your Instagram, anti Snapchat, but <laughs> you know, we give limits cause this is part of life now. And this is what mom and dad have to understand that this is part of your life. This is part of the way you're raised. You're because we can't help but keep expanding on technology, right? But explain your what how do you view that and what is the positives versus the negatives and all that? Social media is can be used in very different ways. Some people use it as some place to like post their pictures of them in their bikinis and like me and my sister and a bunch of my pageant friends, we use it to post about our um, our platforms and how to better the world because I believe that the pageant world is completely different from normal life because all these girls in my pageant I meet the, I see them maybe once or twice a year and when I see them again it's like nothing has ever changed and we're just like we're all caught up in just a second and with versus my friends for them posting on social media, I feel like they change a lot and just being comparing themselves to people on social media is a thing that a lot of people do. And I have to remind people through my platform that it's all, everyone's using Photoshop and everyone's editing pictures. It's nothing's like, nothing's real on social media. And you have to use social media to more a positive way. And I see social media as kind of a resume for myself. And I think that since in the pageant, the judges will look at my social media and see, oh my gosh, she has all these positive videos posted and she's posting about all of her accomplishments and she's helping people posting positive affirmations and posting positive quotes. Versus if I was a judge and I was looking at someone's social media of someone who has posted all these positive things and someone who is trying to better their life and better other people's versus someone who is posting naked pictures of themselves in bikinis or posting not things that can help help their life or help other people's life. I choose the person that was helping better themselves and help better other people because I believe that with Tony Robbins and learning through my mom about his, we went through a seminar one time actually in COVID and learning all these things about personal development. I choose them and same thing in high school when I'm looking at two friends and I'm looking at someone who is getting good grades and I have a friend that I just met and I'm so grateful. I met her this year and she's getting good grades. She inspires me every single day to try my hardest at school. And she is, she loves her parents so much and is always at home helping them. She loves animals just like I do. She actually has a farm, which is really cool. I just went over to her house and I'm such an animal lover, just like she is, but versus someone who is out partying and doing bad things. And I think that anyone would want to choose a friend, like the person who is going to help you and who is really on the right path in life. Right. Well, you have similar core values as Harper. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about the pageant because I want to announce to everybody, if you haven't seen on our Instagram or Facebook, I'm the proud mama of Miss California junior team, national American miss. 
And that was a journey starting at eight, at eight years old. And uh, she saw a postcard in the kitchen. I'll never forget it. I can still picture it when she was eight and said, mom, I want to do that. And I thought a pageant and I, you know, in my mind and maybe yours too, like you're thinking toddlers and tiaras, like what is going on? Why is Ashley? And then everyone always asked me, did you used to do pageants? I'm like, no, Paige just saw a postcard and said one day I want to do that. So that's part of it. And as a parent, I look back instead of, you know, if that was, that really was calling you, you had something in you that called you. And if I didn't let that call be answered, then I would have taken you away from that dream. And so when I took you to the information and you signed up and we started this journey, nine years of this going through the pageant world with your sister after she figured out she wanted to do it too. Tell everybody about your journey on that because you're Miss California, honey, junior teen, you did it. Be proud. (laughs) I started when I was eight years old. I went to the orientation, just like mom said, and we were looking on the stage and all these girls with their crowns and sashes on Miss California. And I was like, and they're doing all the introduction and showing us what a pageant was like. And I'm like, oh, geez, this is going to be, I want to do this. And I was, we, mom was about to sneak out. We're like, mom goes, let's go to the bathroom and leave. I'm like, no, like, I want to do this. And so we signed up and just like mom said, and I am so grateful that I did that because and and followed my intuition because I am so grateful that I'm doing that right now. And having done pageants, I've built such um, confidence and great public speaking skills. And I've learned how to interview and with the pat with my pageant journey, I've accomplished so many things. And I started doing singing lessons with the pageant. I'm so grateful I did because singing is definitely a passion of mine. I've realized all these things that I didn't have that I didn't know I had before, like how to be driven to do something. And that actually happened too. I realized I can have drive for a lot of things and not just in pageants. I can use my drive in school with my homework. I can use my drive with my rowing practice when I'm rowing and just in pageants when I have my drive and I'm like, after you start pageants and you're fixed on winning. And at the beginning, I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to win. So I was just focused on winning. And that was my whole thing. I need to win. I need to win. I need to win. And year after year, still not winning, getting first runner up, second runner up, maybe top 15. And I just was like, I was, felt like I was defeated. And the first year we have pageants, we came home and I cried because I didn't get anything. But the year after I got second runner up and it felt like I won the lottery. And Presley actually, she got second runner up one year and like her second year of competing and she started crying and everyone was like, what is she doing? Presley was so happy. Anyway, I'm so grateful that I have patents in my life because I've realized how to not only use to do something just to win. When I finally realized that what the meaning of doing patents was for, for me and realizing I have to be grateful and really, and really try I was really trying to be myself this year. And when I was finally accepted myself and knew that I can be myself and I do not have to be perfect to win and just myself is enough, I finally won. And now I know that I know what it's like to win. And that that feeling is like none other. I felt like so relieved in nine years of competing. I finally won. Wow. I could have tears in my eyes thinking about that moment that we had been waiting for, right? Yeah. Oh, anyway, 
I love talking about it, but you know, as a mom, when you find a passion, when you have kids that find something that they just love, like you both love doing these pageants and you see the growth, you see the confidence, you see, I mean, the community service, the involvement, we had to start that at eight. I'm so grateful we had the community involvement from nine years of that instead of starting high school when that's important for college. And we have all that behind us, which is amazing. Then the friends that we've met, right? That we love in pageant, in our pageant world. Anyway, okay. So Paige, you turned 16 this year. Mm -hmm. You have finally got your driver's permit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're going to start driving. I never wanted that to come, but I'm embracing that as a mom to understand that we have to keep growing and you have to learn how to drive like I did. We all do and move on in this, into the next two years of of high school. So give me your take on what starting your junior year, you have two years left of high school. What does that look like? What is motivating you? What are the, your intentions? What does that look like? as you sit here the day before you start your second to last year of high school? Everyone says junior year is the most important year. So having that pressure and stress is definitely something that is hard. And I know that everyone is experiencing it too. I just have to feel like I have to dial in and really work on my studies and really work on my rowing because I do want to row in college. And I know that this year I have to start reaching out to colleges and figuring really out what I want to do in life and what I want to do about rowing and where I want to row and finding a school that is right for me. And going into my junior year is crazy because these past two years went by so fast because starting online and then that went by fast. And then my sophomore year, first year, totally in person, five days a week was, um, went by fast too. And now I'm a junior and upperclassman. I am now have to realize that it's a real deal now. I'm actually have to leave in two years and leave home, but seeing all like these, the seniors leave and seeing them be like my friend, her brother left a few, a few days ago. And he was wanting, he went to college to te- in Texas and he was calling his mom every two seconds. And so like, so sad that he was leaving her. And I was, I'm now I'm thinking all these people have made these choices to go really far away and on the, on the other side of the country. And now I've, now when I'm thinking about moving to college, I'm thinking that I want to live in California so I can just visit my mom. Yay. And and it's not like this huge commitment. I can only see her on Thanksgiving and Christmas and summer. And I think that's very important for me to be able to be with my mom, especially because I do want to continue doing pageants until I can't, until I can have to stop. So mm-hmm. being able to be home and getting to go to coaching in LA with my mom every weekend and working about like our walks and our, and our talks, <laughs> but working hard with her all year around is very important to me and having a mom like mom who is willing to help me and commit and actually wants me to stay here instead of someone just wanting to send their kid off to. Oh, (laughs) if you wanted to go, honey, I would totally support that. I think we should talk about crew. Let's talk about that and then we'll end. 
So let's talk about how that happened. And I feel like I always say to everybody, crew team, what's crew? Like when you were starting ninth grade, we're still in quarantine. All the musical theater was shut down. All that they know, nothing you could do that you loved was happening. So we get this little, someone says, what about doing crew growing? Paige is like, what the heck is that? So we go try it, right? We go to Fiesta Island and she tries it the first two days, you know, she gets to try it for a week. So I'm going to let you tell the story. But when I say she started the crew team, I always say it's a COVID blessing because she found a passion to see somebody be a mom that's going to see your child try something that is so foreign to us all. (laughs) And then to start like seeing it in her blood, like she just loves it. And it's just amazing to have watched you the last two years in this, in the crew team. So talk about that. I started COVID. I I started rowing when I was in ninth grade at the beginning, like a week before, or no, it was the first day of school. I started rowing then and I had no clue what it was. My friend, my mom's friend's daughter wanted to row and I was like okay like let's do it like I have no clue what it is but my the coach let me start a let me do like a week practice just to see if I like it and the first day it was so hard that's the hard it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole entire life we were we had to do a 5k with with we had to stop in between like I think we had to do a couple of 5Ks and we had to stop and like do a two mile lap. And then we had to do a run up and down the thing, do some abs and then do another 5K. That was so hard. And I, I got in the car and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm not doing this. I was telling my dad and he goes, okay, well, we don't have to do it. Or was it you? I don't remember. But I was like, okay, we don't have to do it. We have, we have like a week, just a week more. And then we can stop. This is free. It's just a week. And the second day, we got on the water and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm, I don't really like this. And I got on the water and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun just to see everyone having to row together and realizing that when we all row together, everything feels so nice. And when we row together, we go faster. And it's really important, a lesson to learn in life, because when you were all working together, then it will help us get fast, get us to another place faster. And having this when I was in ninth grade and now I'm, tr- I'm doing it now all the way, almost in 11th, 11th grade tomorrow. That's so weird. <laughs> well, getting into 11th grade tomorrow is really crazy and having such a passion for it that I've built. And I, when I do everything, I always want to do my best and be the best. So I've realized this and have realized that I had a drive to be something and be someone so strong and confident and being now I'm working out six to seven days a week. And sometimes two a day, I wake up early before school starts and I try so hard. I do weights in the morning and then I, and then I go to practice in the afternoon and then these workouts are really intense. I have never done anything so hard in my life. Yeah, but you've learned so much and you love it. So you can't wait to go. That's the part as a mom watching these practices two a days in the summer. And I'm like, wow, she just stay, she's there at six in the morning until two in the afternoon. And now Presley's going to start. But do you want to wrap it up, 
page while we end this before we bring our special guest on? The surprise guest is waiting in the waiting room, by the way. But tell anybody what you would want to uh, share, like what any like things that you've had as lessons or, you know, tips or last, any kind of last words. I would say to don't be afraid to be yourself because you can't make anyone like you, but just being yourself and not trying to be someone else is really important. And don't try to do anything to fit in and something that is not part of your core values because you will regret it in the long run. And a lot of people now that you see that are popular and out doing the drinking and out on the football games doing vaping, they're at their peak right now. So they won't have anything later in life. So have fun during high school and learn about yourself and learn how to be yourself and be okay with it because Later in life, you'll be grateful that you didn't fall into this trap that you were peer pressured into by your peers and not trying to be someone that you're not. I love it. And I love you. And I'm so proud of you. Thanks, mom. And as I take you to school tomorrow, we'll begin our junior year journey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hold on tight for our surprise guest. Thank you, honey. I love you. Love you too. All right, here we are with our surprise guest, none other than the one and only Dominic J. Zenden. He's going to grace us with his presence. He's going to talk to us about, now that you've met each of my children, he's going to clue in or cue in on Presley's, each of their auras and talk about what he sees in their aura. And we're going to talk about his gift. You're going to take it away, Dominic. Yeah, hi Ashley. Nice to be here, and um, hello Presley. Nice to see you as well. It's it's going to be a unique experience, isn't it? I think it's um, always good to show people how they can benefit from primarily talking to one another, and secondly, from what they get from what they show out because. We don't know what's going to happen, do we? We don't know what energy Presley and Paige are going to show out here with, and it can open up lots of different conversations, and we're doing it live. There's no mm-hmm. rehearsal in this, so it's as it happens. So is this going to be a lot of fun? A lot of fun. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Dominic. So where do you want me to start, Ashley? Do you want me to go and say hi to Presley? Sure. Because I've got, I've got a little picture of Presley here. So Presley, say hello to me because then I can actually get your picture up rather than look at your mom. I can look at you. <laughs> hi. That's better. Hi, Presley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. You're very brave, aren't you? Putting yourself up for this. This is an extremely brave thing to do. Do you know what you're in for? Kind (laughs) of. Are you sure? The whole process that I do is I look at a person and I look at their energy field, which is known as the aura. And we try to describe the personality and the things that are going on with the person and a little bit about how they're feeling right at this moment, because the the atmosphere is very important around the person. And as you can see with you, you're, you're a bit shy. You're a bit sort of reluctant. You know, your aura has gone in. I think that, you know, there's a lot of energy there for you. You've got a lot of energy going on in your aura, but you've got a very strong personality at the top here. You're very definite about everything. You're not someone to sit on the fence and say, I don't like 
or I do like. You're someone that says it as it actually is. So your opinions are strong. And for someone who is actually starting to develop a really strong personality, you must be someone that has real ideal circumstances and you know exactly what you want. Even from this moment, you know exactly where you are. And that comes from your very dominant orange aura. So in your school groups and the people around you at school, you're going to want to be the one that's actually calling the shots. You're not always that happy to be sat in the background, although there are times, because you can see the emotion around here, where you feel a little bit left out. And that is another part of you. You notice it. If people aren't emotionally connecting to you, you will really feel it. And I think you sense it. So you're very sensitive to other people, yet you're not likely to show it. Not in public. You're likely to wait until it's over and then you go away and you'll talk away from the situation. So you don't let anyone see that you're upset. So you're very good at that. But even when I'm looking at you now, you don't have to give a lot away. Your, your face t- says everything. So you wouldn't be good at telling people things that weren't true. You wouldn't be that good at actually not being honest with people. And I think that you would really like people that are straight talkers. You don't like people that just rubbish, talk rubbish. You, you would hate it. So... Where do I go from there, Presley? Tell me what it is that you want to know about your aura that I haven't touched upon. I don't know, Mom, what do you think? You tell him. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I was reading your auras that he wrote from last November before we got on. And it was so fascinating to me that he could, he picked out your personality just now. Like I, you are that. Everything, right? Mm -hmm. He confirmed everything. You need to own your power. He sees the power and you need to own that. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective because you may not realize that you're powerful yet. You mm-hmm. might not. It may, it may be something that will come into your, your feelings as you grow older and become much more connected into who you're going to become. But I can see you being extremely ambitious and extremely driven and that isn't something that you just become because you want things. It's, it's in your personality. It's based in there. And for you, you'll want to explore the possibilities and you'll want to be nice to people. Yes, you will. But you've got that little bit of an edge to you that will allow you to be able to go and get what you want. Now, that isn't a, a selfish quality. In fact, what it is, it's a personal focus. So being personally focused on the things that matter, you will start to decide upon the order of where things matter the most. Okay. And that's going to be a big thing for you as you start to get older and start to see things that you really want in life. So your focus, your hardest thing at this moment is knowing where you fit. Because that's going to always be something that you'll be thinking about. You'll be thinking, do I have a place to fit into this part of the relationships I have around me? Or do I fit into this part of the relationships? And because you haven't quite got that emotional balance in your life, you can sometimes go under a little bit and get very... I don't know if you worry. I think you would worry because I can see it in your aura. Even talking to me, you're a bit bit concerned. You're curious, but you're a bit worried about talking to me because you don't know who I am. I am and that has always made you feel a little bit uneasy but when you relax I don't think they'll be able to stop you talking 
I think you just keep talking, talk and talk. And it's about your relaxation. It's where you relax the most, when you feel the most relaxed. And as you grow and you start to find the order of what you want to do, then you'll relax. You'll start to just chill a little bit. And things won't be so serious. You won't be quite so intense about how you feel inside, deep inside, because those feelings inside of you are really intense. They're a bit like someone hitting a drum inside your head and you can hear the noise and you don't know quite how to stop it sometimes. So I can see how intense you are and I really hope the people around you understand you because your ambition and intensity could be quite high. But once you get to the point of using them as as an area to achieve from, no problems. No problems at all. It's just handle the emotions. You can't fix everyone. You're not going to be friends with everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to want the best for you. But if you can figure out who does, then you've got no no issues there whatsoever. Is there anything, Dominic, that she can do? Because school starts tomorrow. We'll have a little bit. <laughs> she can do to help her aura or to like do yeah, anything. Is there anything I, I that you would... Yeah, I don't know whether to cheer because school starts or whether to actually commiserate. I think it's, uh, I can remember both. I can remember the first day back at school after the, after the summer holidays was always hard. Yes. And it's always, it's always one of those things. I always think that when you first start back, it's about the holding yourself together and being very silent in the first few days of the school term just to get to know where you are again because you lose your place you lose where you are with people you you don't know quite what they're doing and quite where they are and I can see from Presley's aura that she's very emotionally supportive of people and so she cares about people so her first day back at school will be talking about what other people did rather than what she did mm-hmm. you know I doubt if she would talk about her trip to Paris or going to you know support her sister all those things I don't think they'll come into it so I would say to you, just be a little bit more of a silent partner in the when you first go back. Let people express what they've done, and then you can actually you know pick up where you left off. But you can also watch other people how they act, and you can avoid the ones that are acting irresponsibly or that may have changed in those few weeks since you last seen them. Always good to have a look around before you start. Oh, I love that, Dominic. That is so great because there's two groups at their school. It's a small school okay. and okay. they just got their classes who's on yeah. what A and B, right? Well, right. they okay. mixed up the group and yesterday she kind of got panting like in a <sighs> place. And I yeah. said, no, you just go there. You're focused on your grades. You love and smile and happy and the same thing. Like, just let yeah. them talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that the worry, Presley? Is that the worry that I see the concern in you at this moment? You're a bit nervous about meeting and, and being in a different dynamic of people around you. Is that what this is? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, good. I'm pleased you are. Because if you weren't nervous, you wouldn't be human. And I don't think I'm talking to an alien. Not at this moment. So <laughs> you haven't, you haven't got a gr- No, no. Uh, I don't think she has a green tail, do you, Presley? you have you got a green tail all right okay so i am talking to an alien the the (laughs) thing is right if you didn't feel the way you feel i would be amazed i really would it's going to be an apprehensive you know few few days for you but i always think that if you stay silent i know that's hard 
I know you're doing a good job now, but it's going to be hard when you're at school because you're going to want to chat. It's going to be a better way of you going into that dynamic because you're going to find out who the dynamics are, who gets on with who, who actually starts to you know pal up with who, and where you are in that sort of order. Because you're looking for a new order, aren't you? Of the of where you are in the class, who's got to do what and how they're doing it and who's the dominant ones and who are the ones that are a little bit more sort of silent. And you need to be able to look at the people around you and pick the ones that are just a little bit less forthright in their first things. Because always remember, the people that shout the loudest are normally the most insecure. Okay, yeah. It's a really good bit of advice. Because if you go in there, I always used to do this whenever I used to start a new job. I used to go in very quietly and look at the loudest people. The loudest people I would avoid. And I would look to actually get to know the quieter ones that didn't approach me. So I would choose the people to approach, yeah. I would never let people approach me. I'd never choose the loud ones. Right. Isn't that great advice, honey? Yeah. I think that really helped her, Dominic. That really, I mean, it can come from me all day long, but when she hears it from someone else, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Right, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, it's in your aura, it's in your energy. And however way you look at it, you know, I mean, you're thinking it and it's, it's part of you. And you've done really well just to come on today and do this with me because you'd be a very easy read for me because of your anxiety, because of your circumstances. But that's the thing that when we learn to be able to give in to what we feel and surrender to ourselves sometimes and actually be okay with worry, then we can conquer it. It's only when we worry and we don't know why we're worried. Yeah, There's a lot of people out there that worry about nothing, but they get very concerned about things and they get over-anxious about things because they want something to worry about. And when there's nothing there to worry about, they'll invent things. Exactly. And that's really, really difficult people to be around, people like that. And they base TV on it. They base soap operas on that. People in soap operas are always worried about something. There's always one disaster after another. And to be honest with you, on the whole, things go good. Life is pretty good. Life goes pretty damn well most of the time. It's only every now and again something goes wrong when you have to be ready for it. But on the whole, it's pretty good life. It is good. Right, Press? Everything's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I always tell them it's always working for you. Everything's perfect. Yeah, the situation when you go to school tomorrow, like Dominic said, you just you're quiet. You you love. You smile. Engaged in the ones that you feel comfortable engaging in. Right. Yes. Yeah, and and think of the opportunity you have to make friendships that are going to last a lifetime. This is such a great time in your life because the people you're meeting now. And I never realized this, you know, when I was at school, I never realized the people that I was meeting were going to be in my life for the next 50 years and counting. So you think some of these people you're going to meet tomorrow are going to be a part of your life all the way through your life. Mm-hmm. Now, that's quite a thought, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I just, just finished um, talking to a, a lady that I've known since I was six. Oh, We actually met when I first went to my primary school, which is my junior school. We were put together country dancing. (laughs) Right? So I was the first person that that she met and vice versa. And we had to dance together almost immediately. And we've stayed friends now for 54 years. Wow. 
So tomorrow, Presley, you're going to be making friends that can last a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dominic. I'm going to, what, any last questions for Dominic before I bring your sister on? No. I won't answer them then. (laughs) 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 It's absolutely good. Lovely to meet you. Presley, really nice to meet you and um, good luck tomorrow and uh, and stay chilled, all right? Okay, thank you so much. All right, here's my Paige girl, Dominic. Okay, okay, let's say hello to Paige. Hi, Paige. Hi. Hi, how are you? You good? You're looking, yeah. yeah, you're looking good. You're looking quite relaxed and quite outgoing, actually. So you've actually feel okay about doing this. You're not at all worried or concerned. In fact, your curiosity is is pretty high and pretty um, to a low high level. You're a lot gentler than your sister. You've got this very natural gentleness about you. You're very calm and very gentle about things. So you don't always get overly concerned about people and situations, although you care about the way that things happen and the way that they roll out. So emotionally, you're quite linked into people. But you are, again, a focused individual that has a very much more non-confrontational personality. You don't have this confrontational part of you. So if something's going wrong, you'll tend to walk away from it or tend to just pull back from it. And you will choose your friends very carefully. You choose your friends that are non-conflictual. So the people that you have around you are people that don't like getting into arguments or disputes, people that let you speak and let you talk and discuss. So you've got to this point in your life where you're discussing things a lot clearer and you have a lot clearer mindset about why you're discussing. So you're thinking about things pretty well. Everything will have an order with you. It wouldn't surprise me if you compile lists of everything that needs to be done. In your mind, you have that sort of thought, if I do this, this is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to be the benefit, and this will be the downfall. So you're watching everything that you're doing and thinking about it very carefully. That goes with your your diet, your exercise, although there is no overdoing it side. You're very, gosh, see, there's a lot of green in here again. Um, You overdo stuff. You don't know when to stop when it comes to how far you push yourself. Have you ever talked to anyone about exercise regimes and an order of exercise and recovery? Have you ever done that? I work out. And seven days a week. So I know I, you do. I can I see it. I don't recover. Okay. Okay. I'm sleeping, I recover, but I don't normally take a break off. Okay. Is do you work out because you need to work out, or do you work out because you enjoy it? Both. Right. Okay. So you feel that you need to work out seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah. I need to wait. I need to work out to stay in shape, but I do work out because I like to. Right. Okay. So it's just as much as a social thing as a personal fitness thing. How about your body? Do you ever speak to your body and say, why do you ache in those places? Or why do I get these, you know, these shoulders that pull me? Or why do I get my calves that get a bit tight from time to time? Do you ever sort of stop to think why that happens? No, not, I don't really think about why it happens. I'm just like, oh, like this hurts, but there's no really time to stop and like take a break. 
Okay. Look, your aura says to me that you're focused and that you're deliberate and that you're looking at the long-term goals. And that's great. Ambition is brilliant with you and your focus is great. And you should be congratulated for the order you put into your life. I do think, though, that you should take a break occasionally because it's how your body recovers that allows you to go to that next level. If your body hasn't recovered totally, you'll still be able to do what you did the week before, but you won't get past that. Because the way that you're ambition, the way that you're focused on doing the things that you want to do comes over is that you want to push yourself even further. You want to beat your records. You want to beat your personal bests. You want to do that 10 seconds off your best time every week. And you will start to level out and not be able to do that. Because your body will say, hey, I can't cope with this because I don't have time to recover. Okay. So that's the thing that I would say with you is that your intelligence should show you that you need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't just do it because you want to do it or because you enjoy doing it or because you look great doing it. All those things are perfect and great ideas, but you need to bring longevity. How long do you see yourself working out for in your life? Do you see it until you're 25, 27, 31? Forever. Forever. (laughs) Right, okay, forever. So when you're 65, you're you're still going to be pushing weights. And when you're 74, you're still going to be rowing on the old machine. Yes. You see that? That's great. Well, if you do see that, okay, then know that your body wears out. Mm-hmm. And that you may feel really invincible right now. Because boy, you look it, right? You look invincible, but you're not. And if you're smart, which I think you are, you will see the benefit of longevity. And the benefit of longevity in anybody that does sport or fitness is to know how to control your passion to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your passion takes over from your will to understand it. Because if you didn't do it, you what else would you do? You would be lost without that routine. And so what we build is we build a routine that your body can cope with as well as you. So we add a few more things into your busy schedule, which you will be doing anyway. You know, you'll have loads of things to occupy your mind. But don't worry about that because the schedule that you'll go into will keep you from over-exercising. At the moment, Paige, you're over-exercising. I can tell you that just by looking at your shoulders. Okay? Color at her shoulders. Well, you can see that, I mean, overall, right, Paige has got a very nice aura. She eats very moderately. You know, it's not a heavy diet that she has. But the actual green signatures inside the, the two pairs of shoulders are very, very dark. And that means that there's a lot of muscle build and a lot of muscle activity there. And the muscles are being overworked. Now, what that means is they will develop to a stage where they won't be able to keep working. They'll keep building and building and building, but they will suddenly go, right, I can't do this anymore, I've got to stop. And so when you reach that plateau where you're reaching your best every time, your best then just um, just flattens out. So you can't keep improving. And with Paige's personality, but the look of the way that she thinks, she will want to keep improving. And if she doesn't improve, she'll doubt her own ability. 
Yes. Whereas 100%. the ability, yeah, the ability is there and, and the strength is there. It's just being smart about it mm-hmm. and being able to exercise that smart way. I mean, there's also this, this feeling. You know, I mean, the emotion is there as well with Paige. There's a lot of emotion in that aura. You know, watching you live, you can see it a lot clearer. And your emotional state of mind, although you stay calm, your mind is racing a thousand miles an hour. And so your thought process is very, very linked. So you're thinking, 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 thinking. And if you can't find answers to what you're thinking about inside your mind, it will throw you into a little bit of confusion. And so all that is going on with you. You're, you're very deep within yourself, but people won't know that about you because you'll be very, very kind to people, very sweet. You'll smile nicely. You'll do what's, you know, what you have to do. You'll make sure that you do a little bit extra. So people will never question you. They'll never say, why aren't you doing any more than that? Because you'll be doing a little bit extra each time. And it's about how you cope with what's going on inside that matters because you won't show it out. And most people won't even see it. And it's being able to see it that will help you be able to control it to a level where you won't keep going before you stop. Because the last thing I would want you to do is stop. Because what would you do if you couldn't train? If suddenly one of your shoulders wasn't working right, you couldn't row. What would you do? You know, you'd be like a bear of a sore head. <laughs> yeah, That's for sure. Yeah. So it's that thing. We want to prevent that stuff happening. And the more emotionally in control we have in our life in that sort of level, the better we do, the more focused we become, the more we get out of the experiences. Because you've got this side of you that really wants to share with other people. You really do. You really love people. I can see it around you. You know, you really love engaging. You love being the person that makes other people feel good. But that is a part of you that also is a part inside of you that wants to please. And if you keep wanting to please all the time, you're going to find your focus is a little bit lost with other people. So there's a few things there, but you know, I'm being really picky, Paige, really picky. The only thing I'm not being picky about is overdoing it exercise-wise. Don't want you to do that. That helps, Okay, right? yeah. When Dad says, yeah, I, did I you work out? <laughs> See, <laughs> no, I Dominic know. told me not to. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's going to go straight over your head. And you'll just carry on. Yeah, I did. I know. I just know. <laughs> Within it, I know what you'll do. I know you'll keep going, and I know that that'll be a part. But as you get older, I think you'll get smarter when it comes to your regimes. And when I used to work with sportsmen, professional sportsmen and women, I used to talk to them about doing the right exercise for them. And that would mean rotating the exercises not doing the same regimes, having exercises that were tailored to their body rather than doing exercises they thought they liked. Because we all pick on the things we enjoy doing, don't we? Like we'll go running because we enjoy it or because we can do it, but we might not think of doing something else. We might not mm-hmm. think of getting on the pogo stick or something. You, know? you, don't, you don't think <laughs> of these things, do you? Because it's not something that we've ever, because we're so used to the routine that we're in. And when you're in a routine doing the things that you do, and you do it just through muscle memory, don't you? Just get on it, and it's like you're doing it automatically before you've even thought about it. And that's when you get the repetitive injuries. And I used to see it in footballers, see a lot of um, calf injuries, a lot of knee injuries, because they used to train in the wrong way. 
They didn't use to give their, their body the right breaks in order to actually be the fittest they possibly could to be professional. And if you want to be a professional sportsman or woman, you've got to be able to give your body the breaks so those parts of your body can recover. And, you know, Paige, you're not giving your shoulders much of a break at the moment. It's like incessant. And it's just that way it is. Yeah. You know what, in November when you did her aura, you meant you didn't know her at all. I mean, just, you know, you know now that she's a rower, but you mentioned the shoulders and you felt like they were overworked in her hips. And I said, yeah. oh my gosh, you hit it on the dot. Like she's a rower. Those are where she uses. And we don't even talk about that with Presley because she doesn't do that. So no. it's interesting that that is the focus of Paige because she just finished a, she has a trainer that comes to the garage and she's okay. almost passed out. She comes in here. I'm like, Dominic's going to be here. Hurry <laughs> up. But she's you know, sweating because it's hot out. And, and yeah. I'm sure you get that energy too, because she just came yeah. from a workout. Is that what you've just come from? That's amazing because it's it's there. And I know that you do it because you you feel good. It's the endorphins. It's the it's also you do it because you you're used to doing it. It's the build up and it's the doing it every day. Because if you don't do it, you really miss it. You really miss it. And it's something that if we could um just change some of those routines, not so you miss your exercise, it's just so you have different parts of your body being trained. So you're doing different parts and it's the smart way to train. It's, it's the good way to train because it gives you a chance to recover. Uh, another tip that I was given, you know, cause I do weights. I'm a weightlifter is to use cherry juice helps your body recover. For some reason, I can't talk to you about overdoing it, right? Cause I overdo it every day, but I, <laughs> I enjoy it too. But the fact is cherry juice helps um, disperse the lactic acid in your muscles. And so when I do the weights across my shoulders and across my chest, if I have cherry juice, it actually takes away the ache um, a lot quicker than if I don't drink cherry juice. Yeah, I love that. Good advice, so, huh? Yeah, it's just little things. And, um, you know, Paige, one last thing. Make sure you bathe. Make sure you get in a bath, right? Don't always shower. Get yourself in that tub and get yourself submerged because that way your body really will thank you because it's really helping those lactic muscles or that lactic acid disperse. And it gives your body that real clean feel and you'll, you'll work harder. You'll be able to train harder because your body will be better recovered. Hmm. Like put salt in there or the orange oil, like you always say. Yeah, Orange oil is always great. You know, to be honest with you, right? Paige, your aura is, is strong on the outside. It's, it's gentle but it's strong. It's not, it's not something that you need to worry too much with the orange oil because you've got, you've got quite a strong, you know, will to do things. You're not somebody that needs to be told. You just do it anyway. You know, you're pretty self-determined. And I think your character is one of you do it because you want to do it. If you didn't want to do it, you probably wouldn't do it anyway. So, you know, I mean, that is a good character to have. The, your outer aura is strong, but gentle. And it's the best aura. I love people that are strong but gentle because it means that they have a determination, but they're not going to be pushed around by people. And you're growing into that sort of lady. Your sister, personally, she's a bit more strong-headed, a bit more sort of um, almost like self-contained a bit more. And she hasn't got the gentleness you've got. That doesn't mean to say she's she's got anything that is lesser or more than, but it's just a different personality. And yeah, I mean, you, I can see you, Paige, not needing to be told. You just get up and do it. 
I can't see anyone organizing you. You just get up and do it. You're, if you're grateful if people want to help you and you're really you know, kind and really thoughtful about that, but you do it anyway. You wouldn't need anyone there to get you out of bed. You just get up and go. Yeah, Whereas some people need a bit of a push, don't they? Yeah. You know, to get out of bed. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's not always in them. With you, you don't need that. You know, so I wouldn't go with the orange oil too much because you don't need it right now. Keep it for when you need it. But I would go for the for the water to relax your muscles. And I certainly have cherry juice. I certainly do that because oh, no, I know how, how much it helps me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she likes Shirley Temples. You know what those are? I have no idea. Sorry, I'm I'm from England. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. You know, I, I just about know who Shirley Temple is. But <laughs> is, is it some sort of cherry drink? Yeah, or it's, like spur, like it's like Seven Up with grenadine, so it's pink, and then it, they put a cherry in it. Right. Okay. No. So growing up here, you get Shirley Temples usually. Oh, right. Okay. Right. No, Paige. No, stay clear of any carbonated water. Yeah, I mean, drink straight water. You don't need carbonated water. Yeah, water. Yeah, straight water is always going to be the thing to hydrate with. If you after exercising, if you use cherry juice, it really does help. But I don't like the the added sugars and the artificial sugars and the all the things that you get in these drinks. They're not not good for your body. They're just mm-hmm. not good. You know, they don't do you any good at all. If you saw someone drinking a can of 7-Up, you would see all the aspartame and all the other artificial chemicals all in their aura. And they remain there for weeks. They make people lethargic and they give people sort of feelings of um, highs and lows and people get addicted. And I think, you know, I would always say avoid that stuff. Yeah, we don't do that here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they've yeah, never no, had any like diet soda. They don't drink soda. No, yeah, we don't do that. Al Page does is drink water. I don't no, like awful water. stuff. Yeah, I don't like sparkling water. Mom likes yeah. it. Though. Yeah, Page is all about water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sparkling water. See, it's no good. It's just that if you're going to drink, drink hydrate. You know, right. and that's the thing. Yeah, I, mean, I always say to people, don't smoke. Don't drink alcohol, all that stuff. It affects your body much more than what people know. You know, even if you wanted to go into no meat, no diet with meat in it, those things that they weigh your aura down, they're heavy. So there's other things that you can eat instead of those things. But that's a personal choice. Right. That's something that you choose you know, yourself. As you get old enough to work out where your diet is, you choose that. And as soon as I was old enough to work out my diet, I didn't eat meat because I could see the effect meat had on people. But that's, again, that's something people choose, and that's fine. It's down to where they are personally. But diet is a very important part of being a person who does exercise as a living, as a profession, or wants to look good. Because you can look good, you can have all the um, the right tone, the right shape, but if you're not eating the right diet, your body is affected inside. And you see, I see a lot of these guys that do weights with steroids and stuff, and it makes the bones brittle. Hmm. So, you know, in, in 20 years' time, they're doing it in their 20s and their 30s. By the time they reach 40, they start to get, you know, compressed spines because their spines start to fall and they don't do themselves any favor for the later part of their life. Hmm. So it's looking after your your skeletal, you know, the, the bit inside and the muscles properly 
so you have longevity. So when you're 74 page, you can still be doing your rowing and your and your walking and all the other things you want to be doing, which seems a long way off right now. But believe me, it creeps up and runs past you very quickly, okay. uh, even though you wouldn't appreciate it at this time. But the, the thought is look after your body, seriously. If you need to look into it, go into a dietitian, a coach, go and talk to these people that can help you because they'll give you the strength to get even better and even fitter. Do it properly. Don't just dabble at it. Don't just do it because you want to do it. Do it properly. Get the right people. Get the right advice. And, and then everything will work out good for you. And then in your 50s and 60s, you'll still be doing the stuff you're doing in your 18, 19-year-old body. So it's, it's much better for you. Thank you, Dominic. That's, that's all right. That's, that's the end of the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but I think after what she just went through this morning and how she was almost passing out, I think you definitely dialed right into that energy that she's going with. Yeah. The thing that I ask, um, and Paige, you know I mean, what do you get from exercise? Do you just get a buzz from it? Or is it just something that is just a big part of your life that you enjoy so much that you keep going back? Is it just something... That is that that ensconced in your life. Well, with rowing, I feel like I need in like college coming up. I feel like I need to be able to work out to get all my time, like all my. I had to get better and better and as strong as I can. So I think that is definitely a big part of my life, and I should be doing it like every single day as much as I can. So later in life, when I um, I'll be grateful that I did it now. So then I do be able to get a better college and have a better life. Well, I mean, I'm not going to argue having the best life. I always think we live the best life we live day to day. So you're doing that right now. And there's no reason why that won't continue, regardless of whatever else happens in your life. You're leading the best life you could be living. That's very, very good. And it's, it's great that you're doing that. But don't think the harder you work out, the better you perform. It's really the smarter you work out, the better you perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't just think because you run 10 miles in a row, you know, 20 lanes and you go and do 15 laps of the auditorium on the bike and then go and lift, go and lift 20 kilos, you know, 18 times. That's going to make you the best you can be. What makes you the best you can be is being smart to know what actually helps to improve you. Yeah. And that will get you to a good level. That'll get you to rowing in the college team. That'll get you to the nationals if you want to go that far. And that'll get you with a chance of representing your country in the boat if you want to do that. If you don't want to do it to that level, then there'll be other things that you can do with your fitness. And it gives you choices. Always remember that the fact that you're in that position, you've got choices where to go with it. You don't need to be stuck in one place. But give yourself that opportunity to work the smartest way. If I look at your aura right now, you know I mean you are you you really do push yourself past where you need to push yourself. And that would be okay because you like the feeling. I think you like doing it, but it's a little bit more smarter than that. You're you're a smart girl, you should know that. Yeah. I love that. That's really great advice, Paige. I bet you loved hearing every bit of that. Now you can take yeah. it down a notch and tell, <laughs> tell dad it's Dominic's fault. <laughs> take it to where you need it to be, but go and get somebody who knows you 
that can actually go through the tests of your body, work out your respiration, work out your reps, work out your body type, because each body type has a different way. There's also about at times for, especially for ladies, is where they are on their cycle, where mm-hmm. they are within their monthly cycle. There's good times to exercise and there's bad times to exercise on that cycle. And you need to research that stuff. I mean, I I used to know all this stuff when I used to do the sportsmen and women, you know, years ago. But if you worked out where your menstrual cycle is, you can work out the smart times to exercise and when your body benefits from it and when your body doesn't benefit from it. So it's all key to doing it. And being smart about exercise is a really good way of being the best you can be and being the fittest you can be. Because you don't get to be the fittest you can be by just exercising. Right. You've got to be smart. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you so much. That's okay. Nice to see you, Paige. And congratulations, I should say, before I end. Congratulations on your title. That's incredible. You did so well. Thank you. No, you <laughs> should be really proud. That's incredible. I saw all the pictures, Paige, and I thought you were amazing. So well done. But it's tantamount to how focused you were because you don't get to wipe the floor with the competition the way you did that weekend if you're not focused on what you're doing. Because oh, you won- she was focused. You, she, <laughs> you, you won all those categories, didn't you? And the ones you didn't when you came runner-up in. So you did amazing. And that's, do you see, that's being smart. That's knowing where you can actually be smart. And, and that pays off every time. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Okay. Oh, I loved nice. it. Thank you for being our special guest. I know everyone loves listening to your amazing gift that you share with the world and it's becoming more and more like you're turning 60 in a couple of weeks, right? By some, like you're going to be celebrating 60 like a. Well, the thing is, I don't celebrate birthdays. Oh, I've never right. have. You don't. Ne- oh, never celebrate them. No, I know it's odd, isn't it? But um, I think it's something that you get as an onset. When you're when you're a child, you tend to carry the things through that you did when you were in your early teens, all the way through. Right. And because we never celebrated birthdays in my family, I've never been used to celebrating them. So I feel a little bit embarrassed about them. Right. And even now, turning sixty in, in a few weeks is a really it's quite a difficult thing to come to terms with yeah. because you don't feel, you know, I don't feel 60. I feel like I'm still about 25. Yeah. But the body starts to age and you start to get, your memory starts to go a little bit and you don't tend to have the same ability to push through everything. So you slow down a little bit. But birthdays are just milestones, aren't they? Into yeah. where they where they go. But they don't really mean that much to me because And I'll tell you why, because I believe that you live not for years, but for heartbeats. Yes. Yeah. So you have an amount of heartbeats that are yours. And when you've used them up, then you're off to see St. Peter's. Okay. (laughs) You're off to, that's it. So be wise how you use your heartbeats. Keep your body healthy, but don't get unusually stressed. Don't get into lots of stressful situations. And then you'll live for a long time. You think of the, the tortoise, how long they live for. They live into two, 300 years. And you think of a racehorse, they live 25, 30 years. Right. And the reason why a tortoise lives a lot longer 
is because the tortoise is calm and slow, whereas the racehorse uses up all its energy really quickly. Right. So, so I want to be in the middle of that. I want to be a sort of a fast enough not to get left behind in life, but slow enough and calm enough not to have a, an increased pulse rate. And if people were to understand that rather than think of it as in time and years, then their lives make, make much more sense. Mm-hmm. So instead of celebrating birthdays, just celebrate being alive. Celebrate yes. your life every day. Be happy that you can do the things that you do. Right. I try to tell them that all the time. I love that. Okay, let's end this with your curveball question to Paige. <laughs> Dominic's <laughs> famous curveball question. Throw it out. Let's end it on that. You want to end it on that? Okay. Paige, you're going to be a part of this now. You're going to be one of the, the Hall of Famers. Tell me, what was the last piece of music that you listened to? The last piece of music I listened to was probably Yacht Rock in the car with mom. We always listen to Yacht Rock because she likes it more than normal music. Well, not normal music. Well, tell him what Yacht Rock is. It's on Sirius. Oh. He's in the UK. He doesn't know what Yacht Rock is. <laughs> I've got, I've got on Sirius XM. And it's the music that people listened to in mom's, when mom was growing up. In the 70s. <laughs> right it's, you know it's say it's it's christopher cross and you know that's where i hear that song she likes oh, to hear that Chris, and listen to that in the in the oh, Chris cross is that your rock i i would never have even thought of that as being your rock i think of that as being quite um gentle calm music yeah yeah rock is like gentle calm music it's so why is it called why is it called rock then well, yacht because- rock yeah, it's what people listen to on their yachts. Oh, okay. <laughs> when oh, they rock. Right. Oh, I've got you. Now, now that makes sense. Now, look, I had no idea. What's your favorite piece of yacht rock music then, Paige? I like the sailing song that mom. You like, and I you like Christopher Cross sailing? Is yeah. That Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's Christopher Cross sailing. That album. Do you know how old that album is? No. That's 1979 that came out, yeah. right? So if you do your maths, right, that's now 20, that's 43 years old, that album. Yeah. You ought to listen to the whole album. The whole album is brilliant. And um, Christopher Cross only released two albums. And that album was by far the best album he ever did. And it's called Christopher Cross, Christopher Cross. And it's got a green cover yeah, with a pink flamingo on it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 1979 page that came yeah, out. So I was 11 years I, old. I was listening to that when I was your age. <laughs> but, you know, the girls love that. So they know all the words to all those songs. It's so funny. I'm like, how do you know those words? Right. She, on her playlist for crew, it's all those Yacht Rock uh, Really? Songs. Isn't that funny? Really? Would you listen to that? Yeah, because the other day I was listening to Madonna, Ray of Light album. I oh. love that album. That's really good. Have you ever listened to Madonna or anything like that, Tam Page? Do you ever sit down and pick out one of her albums? Because her stuff is really good as well. But it's not commercial. The stuff on the albums are really, really you know, poignant, really relaxing music. I think you, you find the Ray of Light album by Madonna and put okay. it on next time oh, you're in fine. the car. That's a great album. 
That's okay. really good. You'll enjoy that. You might even call that yacht rock. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you might do. But yeah. uh, see, that's an interesting insight. Do you have any um, music that you choose yourself, Paige? Anything that you have selected yourself without the influence of your mum? Or is everything that you listen to um, <laughs> mum influenced? No, I sometimes yell at her when she turns on yacht rock. But I, I like it. But I like to listen to like the top hits so like harry styles and lizzo i know lizzo you do yeah i do know lizzo yeah i I know lizzo harry styles i haven't got a clue carrie underwood yeah i know a little bit about carrie underwood i met her manager once and she won american idol but you know that's probably someone that you don't know about too much so i do come across the occasional pop star in my travels and do have a chance to talk to a few of them but the the interesting thing is forming your own musical tastes finding things that you really like yourself and you know i go back i was a dj on a pirate radio ship when i was 18 and I used to play things like um, oh, Genesis, um, Tom Petty, Elvis Costello. And you've probably never even come across those people ever. I would I'd go and listen to them. You'd love them. You'd love Elvis Costello. He's a fantastic artist. Tom Petty, one of the best American artists ever. Go and find Tom Petty and listen to that. You'll love it. I know you will. And it's great working out music, Tom Petty. So you'll find that there's quite a lot out there. You know, I really envy you. You've got all this great music to look back at and find and go and explore because it's been going on since 1962 when the Beatles took off. So mm-hmm. you've got 50, nearly 60 years of music to look back through if you want yeah, to. That's, that's, that's you know, it's just yes, fantastic, music. isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, thank you, Dominic. That's okay. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. That's all right. It's uh, it's quite an interesting conversation. I'm glad we got onto music, but um, the auras are what we're here for, really. And um, your aura isn't looking too bad, Ashley. That's what I. Yeah. It's not okay. Not too bad. No, you, no, not too bad. You look at you're a little bit tired. I think you've really been trying to get everything organised, and you trying to get everything together a little bit. Just a bit stressed out, especially when we first started <laughs> talking. For whatever reason, you know, your bureau came in and then it came out. So you're pretty relaxed now. Okay. I just think that you're thinking of the rest of the day now. And your mind is, right. is somewhere else right this moment. Wow. Interesting. Gosh, yeah. you can't get anything past you. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Loved it. Always love having you on. Yeah. Yeah, nice to meet you, Paige, and you personally, and look after your mum, and you take care as well. Thank you so much, Tom. All right, all right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.